1: We also have to figure out what a good balance that ensures that new business comes to Chicago and to the city center, but that the neighborhoods are benefiting and we're seeing the progress, especially as we engage community and get their input so that they can shape the destiny of their neighborhoods.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. It is an honor to say that this is our 200th podcast. Hard to believe it's been four years, but my 200th guest is the 10th challenger, but the first Hispanic candidate seeking to send Mayor Lori Lightfoot into political retirement. Congressman Jesus Chuy Garcia, thank you so much for joining us. I'd like to tell you that there's a grand prize for being our 200th guest, but there is not, sir. There is a simple honor (laughs)
1: All right. Well, uh, delighted to join you, a friend, for the 200th. Uh, I was hoping there was some kind of a dinner or at least uh, Dunkin' Donuts uh, and a croissant with ham and cheese, but uh, that's how it is.
0: Oh, well, Congressman. With your Democratic Party appearing to have lost control over the House of Representatives, although not by the Republican tidal wave that some strategists and pollsters predicted, you are declaring your candidacy for mayor. Why are you running? Why do you believe that Lori Lightfoot does not deserve a second chance?
1: Well, uh, friend, uh, I believe that Chicago needs new leadership that is rooted in a lived experience and someone uh, who has taken the time to understand the fears and motivations of people from all walks of life. Chicagoans don't feel safe and we deserve a mayor who will turn that perception around and that reality around. I've got the experience that no one else has and leverage my experience and relationships to deliver for Chicago. Uh, Look, I've delivered. Matter of fact, I would go further. I would say that uh, myself and my colleagues in Congress saved Chicago and we saved the state and the country as well by taking decisive measures during the emergency period of the pandemic uh, and that bold action has resulted in saving countless numbers of lives, getting vaccines to people, providing the emergency funding so that people could keep buying food and caring for their families and their children. The child tax credits, reduce poverty among children like never before. And we've kept delivering Uh, bills like the infrastructure and uh, jobs act will keep creating jobs and pumping resources into our economy while we rebuild our infrastructure whether it's transit or highways or our waterways or our airports all of those assets that are critical to Chicago's well being. So, Congress has delivered. Now, I want to make sure that those resources are deployed, are executed, so that the quality of life of people in Chicago uh, can improve. And look, the bipartisan infrastructure bill is one. The American Rescue Plan is what puts Chicago in a pretty good position to pass a fairly easy uh, budget, the 2023 uh, budget for. For uh, the city. The Inflation Reduction Act will create many jobs and job opportunities in uh, the jobs of the future, sustainable, clean jobs, uh, and of course our investment in climate change. And that's why I have been an active member of the infrastructure, the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee in Washington during this very, very trying and special time for our country as democracy has been under attack at the same time.
0: You're the only candidate to have served at all three levels of government. 22nd Ward Alderperson, your special election helped then-Mayor Harold Washington seize control over the council and end council wars, the power struggle with the Redoli Act 29. You then spent six years in the Illinois Senate and then the county board for three years and then four years in Congress. Long before that, you were a community uh, development Organizer uh, at Little Village Community Development Corporation. What unique perspective and experience does that give you and prepare you to do? And how can you put those levels of experience to work for Chicago when the federal stimulus money runs out?
1: Well, a uh, great question. Uh, first of all, a friend, I've lived in Chicago since uh, the age of nine in 1965. I'm a product of the Southwest Side. Uh, During uh, all of these years, I've had the opportunity to get to know people in different neighborhoods. I've been a champion of community organizing and community development. Uh, My calling in life is to be a community uh, builder. That's when I did, uh, when I was at Little Village as uh, director of the uh, Little Village Community Development Corporation. We built schools. We have uh, re- re- renovated other schools. We have brought vitality to my neighborhood. I've collaborated with groups all over Chicago in thinking about and devising strategies to build affordable housing in all of the vacant land that we have in Chicago, especially on the south and the west sides of Chicago. I've uh, participated in efforts to reduce violence among young people in particular, gang uh, affiliated young people. We've done intervention uh, to prevent violence as well. These are some of the most important issues that Chicago is facing now. And it's been that period of commitment to neighborhoods, to political empowerment, to building coalitions that I think has created this uh, community of support and inspiration for me. And that's who I've been hearing from that I should get into this race. So I am a Chicagoan that is immersed in the life of the city. I think I understand the challenges and the problems that we are facing. And I totally believe that's what's critical to come out of this very challenging condition that Chicago is in is collaboration, relationships, the ability to deliver, and of course, the ability to be a credible convener to bring out the best in people and to forge solutions to the problems that we're facing. That's what motivates... Four years
0: ago... But four years ago, you gave Lori Lightfoot a pivotal endorsement. How do you explain that? How is she not measured up to what you thought and hoped she would be? Willie Wilson did the same, and he said, I made a hell of a mistake. Did you make a hell of a mistake? Look,
1: I gave uh, Lori Lightfoot a chance uh, to uh, deliver on uh, promises uh, that she made as it relates to reform, Uh, promises that she made and she has not delivered on. For example, uh, she said that in the area of uh, housing, uh, that she would uh, make the Bring Chicago Home initiative a reality. Uh, This initiative uh, seeks to solve the homeless crisis in Chicago by raising the real estate transfer tax by 1.9% on properties that sell for over a million dollars. She didn't do that. She vowed to reopen the uh, public uh, mental health clinics that uh, her predecessor had shuttered in Chicago. The 2023 budget proposal uh, continues to direct funding to nonprofit services providers Uh, But it doesn't address this issue. It doesn't reopen the clinics. She pledged to uh, reestablish the Department of the Environment that was, again, dismantled by her predecessor, did not deliver on that. There are other reforms that she promised and didn't deliver on. Lastly, I would say uh, that Lori Lightfoot has gotten the city in a place where people feel quite hopeless and that her style of governing, which has been uh, confrontational, that uh, she's caused unnecessary uh, conflict. She has called uh, people out in public uh, instead of having difficult uh, uh, conversations uh, you know, in her office or behind the scenes where all of these things are not exposed People are tired of the conflict and the bickering uh, and the fighting that they think is uh, representative of her style of government. Instead of that combative, unnecessary uh, 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 conflict that she causes, we need someone who is going to be uh, a collaborator. I have uh, empathy for uh, situations. And, you know, I've had a lot of empathy for her during the pandemic because no one could have predicted how tough it would be. Uh, However, as I look at Chicago today, it's very clear that new leadership is necessary. And I think that I've been delivering for Chicago as a member of Congress. We've brought The resources, they are here. They need to be deployed effectively. And I don't think that they're being deployed effectively.
0: County Commissioner Brandon Johnson has already nailed down endorsements from the CTU, the Chicago Teachers Union, United Working Families. Today, he's adding SEIU Local 73. The American Federation of Teachers of the the, uh, Illinois Federation of Teachers gave him a million dollars. You asked working families to wait. They, you couldn't give them a timetable for your decision, and they did not wait. They went ahead and endorsed Brandon Johnson. Are you now asking these unions to reconsider? Are you asking Brandon Johnson to drop out? Or are you prepared to run and win without them and their money and their troops?
1: My progressive record speaks for itself, and I think that voters understand that. They have a very high chance of getting into another runoff election, and a very high chance of winning that. Just look at the numbers and you've seen some of the polling that's been out there. Uh, Lastly, I would say, friend, no one in Chicago politics today has been involved in fighting the old corrupt and racist and sexist Chicago machine than myself. The Southwest side, uh, beginning with the 22nd Ward, has stood for reform. We've stood for coalition building. We've stood for multiracial coalitions over a period of 40 years. We've built on that legacy. And I think that that model of doing Uh, politics and bringing people together for real empowerment has become the model of new politics in Chicago. We've seen it grow. We've seen it thrive. We saw its expression on the northwest side, in particular this last uh, primary season, and we're seeing it take root in many suburban communities Uh, as well. With respect to... But I
0: don't don't hear you answering the question. Are you asking Brandon Johnson to drop out? Are you asking these unions that support him to reconsider? Or are you prepared to go it alone without them?
1: Look, uh, first of all, Uh, I would certainly welcome the support of other progressives in the race. I know I wasn't the only candidate to announce uh, in this trimester. I'm certain our movement will come together. We have a shared set of values. Our movement is much larger than that. I'm not concerned about the future. Secondly, I would say that I am seeking the support of many other unions in the Chicagoland area. But unions have a process. Some have decided before seeing the field, I welcome their support. I'm seeking their support, and I'm expecting to be able to announce in the near future the support of labor, the support of small contributors, the support of other significant contributors as well. I will have the resources to run an impactful, effective, and winning campaign.
0: So you can win, you believe, without the money and troops of CTU and SEIU, the people who put you where you are today?
1: Chicago is a big city. There are many resources that can be deployed uh, to win an effective, uh, impactful, engaging campaign. That is the path that I will pursue. Uh, I believe that I will be successful in bringing about those resources and putting together an excellent campaign uh, team. And of course, I look forward to campaigning in every ward in the city of Chicago. I am making my case directly to the voters. I welcome the support of groups and organizations throughout the city of Chicago. And I'm confident that I also will gather all of the signatures that are ready that are uh, required to get into the race and lastly friend let me just say folks know me history they know what i've done and i know that we will eventually get their support the campaign is only going to kick off after people file so we're still early in the process you know i have an advantage and that is name recognition people know what i've done and I'm the only young, the only guy left, I should say, from the Harold Washington Coalition. It's not that I'm 100 years old, it's that I was the youngest member of that coalition at the age of 28 when I was elected to the Chicago City Council, when we ended council wars and we, issued, we uh, ushered in a new era of good politics in Chicago.
0: Should Chicago voters be concerned about electing a CTU organizer as their mayor? Would that give CTU too much power?
1: That is a consideration for the voters uh, to make. Uh, Again, I'm focused on uh, sharing with voters what I uh, have stood for for four decades of involvement in politics, in community uh, development, and championing issues that are good for Chicagoans. My campaign will be an inclusive campaign to win City Hall for the people. I haven't launched it, but I expect to do so tomorrow. And of course, I wanna visit every ward and talk to the voters, not necessarily the pundits. I also wanna underscore that this Chicago uh city council is likely to have up to 25 new alderpersons. persons. I'm not going to decide without listening to people and the council. And of course, I'm going to be a very collaborative candidate and mayor if elected by the people.
0: Crime is the number one issue and concern among voters with inflation maybe in second place. Mayoral challengers so far have been universal. Every one of them plans to dump. David Brown is police superintendent. They say he's been an abysmal failure. He lacks a clear cut strategy to fight violent crime. What about you?
1: I think that we have uh, talent uh, in Chicago that can lead the Chicago uh, Police Department that uh, understand the importance and the urgency of building trust with uh, community residents, of modernizing the police department as well, and deploying the resources, the budget resources in the Chicago Police Department. We have the uh, largest department per capita in the country, uh, yet we're not producing the results that we want. Uh, we still have a, an exceedingly high unsolved homicide clearance rate in Chicago. People are afraid uh, to go to school to go to work, uh, to send uh, their children out for a walk in the neighborhood, that has to change. I also wanna make sure that-
0: How would you that, change that, it? Well, How would no. you change it? I mean, well, you've to, you've gotta stop the exodus of police officers that has the city uh, not being able to hire their replacement as fast as they're retiring. We're down almost 2000 officers since Lightfoot took office. What would you do police,
1: about that? Police are needed to address violent crime, burglaries and other serious crimes. But we have to give, we're giving policemen and women too much to address, too little training and too little attention to to the root causes. Being a police officer is a tough job. We need to reduce the scope of their primary responsibility. If you see someone robbing your neighbor's house, you should call the police and expect them to come. If your neighbors are arguing, there should be other resources, domestic violence, mental health problems, household disputes, uh, even evictions that uh, initially uh, should be handled by non-sworn personnel. In other words, Chicago needs to look at the police department. We need a superintendent who can lead, who understands Chicago communities and what the residents of Chicago want someone who is going to create leadership teams within the police department and take a real hard look and do an analysis of the department uh, to assure that we are deploying uh, officers in the best uh, uh, form possible again uh, officers as well need uh, uh, readily access to mental health services they need better education and training Our technology in the police department is fragmented and we don't communicate uh, effectively. We don't use data effectively. And of course, uh, we need to make sure that officers are working reasonable hours. Their quality of work life needs to be uh, considered as well. And that's why I think that having a uh, superintendent who hails from Chicago and a leadership team and consulting people who truly understand the Chicago Police Department is a part of that process. In addition to that, the police department needs to work with organizations across the city that are doing violence prevention and intervention. We need to invest in creating opportunities for youth in Chicago as a part of the root of, of addressing the root causes of much of the violence in Chicago. I am optimistic about the future, but we also need uh, diversity in the workforce to reflect the composition of the communities. I've done this work; I get it. It's tough. I think I can lead. And that's the type of modernization and inclusivity that we need to reform critical departments, especially as it relates to 911 responders.
0: So you would dump David Brown and replace him with a Chicagoan, somebody in house.
1: It's time for new leadership, for effective leadership, and for leaders that are collaborative to address the problems that we care most about.
0: And you would beef up the alternate response uh, programs to take some stuff off the police officer's plate?
1: Yes, we're we're asking police officers to do too much. They can't be uh, social workers. They can't be uh, mental health experts. There are people who can do that. We need to equip them. We need to modernize the police department, and we need to provide the essential services for their well-being as well. Uh, but working with community groups across Chicago is key. Trust is at the heart of it. There are a variety of moving pieces occurring in the field of public safety right now. Uh, The district council elections, the community council, uh, some of the other reforms like the Uh, consent decrees that need implementation, but most importantly, it's time for new effective leadership that is rooted in Chicago realities.
0: When the CEO of McDonald's used a recent speech before the Economic Club to question whether Chicago had a clear plan to combat violent crime, he got a snide response from Lightfoot in return. Have you reached out to the CEO of McDonald's, Chris Kempensky? I have not. I believe.
1: Yes, I think uh, the CEO was right in making that point. We haven't seen a plan for reducing the violence in Chicago. I am reaching out to other uh, civic leaders in Chicago. I will reach out to him as well. Uh, I want to show him. Uh, what my background in violence prevention and intervention is. I also respect the work of people like Arnie Duncan, uh, people who are working pilot projects that I think there's much to learn from in places like Roseland and North Lawndale uh, in South Lawndale uh, and other parts of the city. These are the types of collaborative relationships that are needed and both business people downtown business people in uh, commercial arteries in neighborhoods throughout Chicago are concerned about this, but I also think that there is a disposition to want to come together, work collaboratively, and find real solutions to the problems we care most about.
0: The mayor's $16.4 billion budget was approved by a divided city council this week. She got rid of the election year property tax increase, first cut it in half, then got rid of it altogether when it was clear she didn't have the votes. Uh, She's putting $242 million in prepayment money towards pensions. The bond rating agencies have already reacted favorably. Where does that budget fall short, do you think? And would you get rid of the property tax trigger to inflation? the automatic
1: increase? Well, look, first of all, I want to take a little credit because I think it's uh, Congress coming to the rescue that uh, averted a property tax increase. With respect to the uh, 2023 budget, I want to make a few uh, points. Uh, First of all, that uh, the city budget has increased uh, over a period of four years by $6 billion dollars. Three billion of those six is funding from the federal government. The other three are from the city of Chicago. But I also wanna underscore that if it had not been for Congress's action, to provide stimulus checks to Chicago residents, to provide assistance to small and other medium-sized businesses through the payroll protection program, and of course, direct funding to the city that is being used to shore up the budget that we wouldn't be in this positive situation where the credit uh, rating agencies have, uh, you know, Give us uh, given us an improved uh, position. But in the end, that all that says is that uh, we enhanced our ability to pay them, and that's all that they care about. But in addition to that, the mayor continues to borrow additional money. Approximately $3 billion will have been borrowed by uh, the mayor by the end of this year. The spending on pensions is okay uh, for uh, the future, but our debt service now comprises 20 percent of the total budget uh that means that uh in in this next year we're going to be paying 2.4 billion dollars just for debt services in of chicago's budget the 16.4 a billion budget is a significant increase over the past four years and almost half of the budget goes to debt and pensions. And when you factor in the $2 billion for police, it's over 60% of all of the budget. So it's almost it, it's actually almost two-thirds of that amount. So the question is, what is her plan for dealing with this? This is why, friend, and we talked about this during the 2015 campaign, the city needs to talk to the county. The city needs to talk to the CTA and not treat it as a separate entity, to city colleges as well. Our passing on $600 million of debt to the Chicago public schools is questionable. What does it accomplish? It only saddles them further. The CTA is expected to have a $500 million deficit next year depending on how they use their American Rescue Plan funds. All of this suggests that we've got to be talking with the county, we've got to be talking with the CTA, with Chicago Public Schools. Even if they have an elected school board, there's still an interdependency between our sister agencies. In other words, the city is utilizing Tax increment financing to build new schools. So no matter how much you want to keep them away from you, we still have to work together because good schools. So what? Is, what what new revenues
0: do you suggest? What? What new revenues do you favor when the federal money dries up, which is coming?
1: Well, w- without a doubt, we're going to have to uh, look at uh, Springfield the local government distributive funds. Uh, Remember that we lost funding in 2011. Our share, the share that Chicago has and that other municipalities get was reduced from 10% to 6%. I think another option is the real estate transfer tax that can also generate additional revenue. And of course, relationships with the county, state, and the federal government. We need to consider all of these options as we look at the future, and especially uh, 2024, when uh, some of the ARPA funding will begin to dry up. And that's why you need to work collaboratively. I mean, another indication of the type of duplication that we have. The city spends about $90 million in mental health services, behavioral health. The county spends around $80 million. We don't talk to each other. Together, this adds up to $170 million per year. We need to talk with each other because this will become essential. There are savings to, to be had, and we've got to uh, also be mindful that as we move down the road, there are going to be, again, a bunch of new alderpersons persons in the Chicago City Council. They need to be engaged. Many of them have not served in government before. They need to get their hands uh, on the budget situation. But key to all of this will be listening to people and to the council and ensuring that there's collaboration.
0: You forged a partnership with Mike Madigan, the, the indicted Speaker of the House. Do you regret that? How will you explain it now that he's been indicted?
1: Friend, In 2016, my uh, good friend uh, Karen Lewis uh, was fighting uh, Bruce Rauner in uh, Springfield as he sought to make Illinois a right-to-work state, uh, as he sought to prevent the increase of the minimum wage, she asked me to endorse Mike Madigan. Why? He had a challenger from the right supported by Bruce Rauner, and we saw that threat as something that was real. Uh, That's why I endorsed him. Uh, Anything else that has occurred has come from the growth of the progressive movement on the southwest side. Uh, Our ability to leverage the new power that we have uh, created and of course the election of many new young progressives to the Chicago City Council, to the state legislature, to county government uh, and to the Illinois Senate. My history and my record speak for itself.
0: The mayor is running for re-election on her signature plan to rebuild the 10 long-neglected commercial corridors on the South and West sides. It's not new money, it's reprogrammed money put packaged together, $750 million. It, what do you think of this program, Invest Southwest? It's our calling card.
1: Southwest is something that uh, sounds uh, great and uh, very, very promises. The issue uh, with it is it's got to be more than just good sounding titles. There haven't been groundbreakings in Chicago. Uh, That is the real test of whether or not we're going to uh, realize a vision or a promise that's been made. It's been four years later. My question is, where is it? There are good developments that uh, can come to fruition, the kind that I would get behind. Uh, For example, at uh, 63rd and Racine, there's a transit-oriented development that I've been supporting as a member of the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee in the U.S. Congress that, has, uh, that would open up a shuttered CTA station, that would have retail, that would have residential development, that would refurbish and repurpose a school. This is the type of dynamic development that is possible I plan to make it real. I come from community building, community organizing, and forging partnerships with business as well. These are the types of opportunities that can become real if we have someone who is rooted in Chicago, who has those relationships, and can deliver. I want to deliver. There are many resources at both the federal and the state level. The infrastructure initiatives taken by Illinois and by the federal government offer Chicago many opportunities to bring development where it has languished, where it's been absent, so that we can rebuild affordable housing, retail sectors, that brings better community safety, and it ensures that there's shared prosperity across the city.
0: What about her Hail Mary plan to put a dome over a renovated Soldier Field to keep the Bears from moving to Arlington Heights? $2 billion. Well,
1: uh, I'm an urban planner, not an architect. I don't know that that will be successful. I personally don't want to see the Bears leave Chicago. I'm willing to give that a chance, but I don't know if a uh, is it
0: worth two billion. Is it worth two billion? Do we have two billion to spend on that, this? That
1: sounds uh, very expensive. I think there are other uh, priorities in Chicago: bringing safety, bringing affordable housing. Uh, bringing security to community residents that feel trapped in their neighborhoods and their homes is a greater priority.
0: The Bally's Casino in River West, $1.7 and the temporary one in River North at Medina Temple.
1: Well, I'm glad to see that uh, we are addressing our uh, unfunded obligations and meeting the requirements of ensuring that uh, we we protect people's Uh, pensions into the future. Uh, Those projects will create jobs. They will be uh, union jobs. Obviously, uh, disruptions will come uh, from that. Uh, I think the site is a bit too small, and it's going to have consequences, but at least we are starting to uh, look at beginning to address the uh, unfunded obligations that we have failed uh, to meet. It's a small step, uh and i guess we got to give it a chance it's been approved uh and i'm looking forward to uh bringing that type of development and vitality to the neighborhoods i want to see cranes in the neighborhoods i want to see it being done equitably i'd like to see more cranes go up in the city center as well but we also have to figure out What a good balance that ensures that new business comes to Chicago and to the city center, but that the neighborhoods are benefiting. And we're seeing the progress, especially as we engage community and get their input so that they can shape the destiny of their neighborhoods.
0: During the 2015 campaign, Chewy, your inability to articulate a clear plan to solve the pension crisis may well have cost you the runoff. In outlining your plan, you appeared kind of out of your element, and, and Emmanuel made a commercial about it and just uh, cut you up. Have you changed since then? Have you matured? Do you understand city finances more than you did then?
1: Oh, a- absolutely, uh, Fran. Uh, I chose committees in Congress that deal with with business, that deal with huge budgets, that make uh, commitments that will transform our economy, that will rebuild our systems of transportation, whether it's transit, whether it's our waterways in Lake Michigan, our airports, uh, on and on. A broadband, which we need uh, across Chicago and communities so people have the connectivity. I also chose, I campaigned to get on the Financial Services Committee. We are dealing with uh, uh, worldwide financial systems. We're dealing with predatory lending. We're dealing with oversight of the Department of Housing and Urban uh, Development. This is in 2015. It's been eight years. I've grown significantly. Most importantly, I've delivered in Congress. Coming to Chicago, seeking to be mayor, providing leadership rooted In my experience here, putting my relationships to uh, work for the wellness of the city, I'm coming home to be an effective leader and most importantly, a good steward of Chicago.
0: Will you let the city council pick their own leaders?
1: I wanna engage the city council. As I said, there's going to be an addition of almost uh, half of the council who will be new members. I want to get to know them. I want to get to engage them. I'm talking to some of the veteran members of the Chicago City Council who feel strongly that they should have more say-so. I've told them that having been a member of the council, I understand the reality. I understand how they want to deliver for their wards and their communities. We're going to have real dialogue. This isn't about personalities. This this isn't about uh, ego trips. This is about making sure that we take the next important strategic steps for Chicago to build a Chicago that's good for all.
0: Do you think the mayor has set the elected school board up for failure by offloading costs to CPS?
1: I think it's uh, counterproductive to have uh, done that. Even uh, the members of the current school board Uh, that she appointed, I think, were surprised by this action. We really can't divorce ourselves from the Chicago public school system. Why? The interdependency. The city of Chicago needs to have well-resourced schools that are educating uh, children, uh, schools that can be a great asset to neighborhoods that are struggling uh, economically and socially across Chicago. Just like we need uh, good schools, we need good public transportation, we need solid, uh, affordable housing to be built in those neighborhoods. That's what will attract retail and business investment in those neighborhoods. Those are all indicators of community health, and I want to push Chicago so that we see more and more of that. You can't just say because you didn't want an elected school board that you're going to start saddling them with debt. I don't think that is a responsible stewardship. Education is a right. And of course, government needs to take responsibility uh, for uh, our investment and for the future of our children.
0: And finally, before we let you go, would you get rid of CTA President Dorville Carter, who has pretty much been uh, ignoring this city council up until this week? And would you get rid of uh, Pedro Martinez at CPS?
1: I think that uh, I need to declare my candidacy. Uh, I am consulting with some of the policy groups that we uh, are going to be uh, standing up and uh, hearing From them, some of their policy recommendations. Uh, You know, I'm simply declaring my candidacy uh, to say that I'm going to take any particular actions with respect to, you know, this agency or that agency. I think is premature.
0: Okay, Chewy Garcia. I'll see what I can do about getting you a donut for that 200th guest thing. But in the meantime, good luck to you, sir. And may the best man or woman win.
1: Thank you. And uh, Fran, if the donut isn't available, uh, I've been called the cookie monster. So that's a great alternative.
0: Okay. Thank you. All right. And we will see you all next week. Take care. One, two, three,
1: four. Those are numbers.